What kind of overalls does Mario wear? I don't know. What? Denim, denim, denim. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Gin and Thomas podcast. It's the show where we review cocktails and share a drink with friends. I am your host, Tiny, and with me, as always, my co-host, Teeny. Teeny, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. All right. And so, uh, long-time listeners know every episode we have, a, we have a very special guest. And with us today, um, in the spirit of the Mario movie coming out this week, we actually got game designer Brandon Churchill. Brandon, welcome to the studio. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa to you. Uh, so, Brandon, from what I understand, you... You single-handedly made all of the Mario games. No. Oh. Don't um, say that. I'm, I will get sued. Let me, let me get a, let me get my producer on the line, because I think we might have the wrong. I thought we had the the single... Somebody just got maker. fired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't me. But on a much more serious note, uh, my name is Thomas, and my co-host, uh, as always, is Tinez. So, uh... Anyway, Brandon, we're very happy to have you in the studio today. Thanks for having me, Teeny and Tiny. No problem. <laughs> uh, so like I had mentioned, the uh, the Mario movie came out earlier this week, and so we're just going to kind of have a little fun Mario Nintendo episode today, which I think will be a lot of fun. And starting with our drink, the Warp Pipe. Oh, So with okay. us in front of us is a very beautiful green drink. Tinez uh, made the comment that it's a little uh, Yoshi-esque. It has a nice kind of gradient to it. So this drink is um, called the Warp Pipe, and we got it from Mitch Hutz of the Drunken Moogle, which is a Tumblr account, and it has a uh, three-fourths shot of blue curacao, half bottle of Mike's Hard Limeade, but we used Mike's Hard Lemonade, uh, a half shot of melon liqueur, and then some squirt of lime juice, but we did a little bit of a lemon and lime juice. Let's uh, Let's bring it in for our little taste test here. Mm. Wow, that's good. Very sweet, but not in an overpowering way. Mm-mm, not too strong at all. Well, you know not why? Too sweet. The only thing in it is melon liqueur and blue curacao. Well, the Mike's Hard Lemonade that has alcohol. Yeah, but I think it's that. That's pretty diluted, though. Then isn't it? I mean, it's not like a twelve percent, or it's not like a fifteen percent. What is curacao? Curacao is like curacao is like forty, I think. No shit. No way. Yeah. Let me let me go grab the bottle. I don't believe that for a second. Ugh. Grab the melon one too. Cause I'm curious. All right, so our melon liqueur, which we used Arrow Melon Liqueur, fifteen percent. It's basically nothing. Oh no, blue curacao is twenty four percent. Basically nothing. <laughs> well, you know, little we're not, we're not slightly more it, than nothing. We're not drinking it straight. What a, what about Mark's, Mike's hard five percent? So we have a 6% drink. 7%? Yeah, which this isn't bad. Oh, speaking of percentages, um, in our most recent video when we were talking about like the vodka seltzers, I really liked when I was like, how much alcohol is even in a vodka soda? I like that you commented on the lo- – you had it in the corner that it was 10%. Yeah, the deal, brother. I was thinking about using Midori, but Midori uses a slightly different melon. Melon liqueurs like this use honeydew. So It's very tasty. That's why I was skeptical on the alcohol content. Yeah, and so we use very blue... far cry from our two yeah. shots of whiskey in the last episode. <laughs> yeah, for real. And so blue curacao is orange, and then um, we had lemon and lime juice, and my card lemonade. But it's not super citrusy; it's just like a melon lemonade. Yeah, I a agree great with that. summer yeah, drink, great for this that. time of year, dude. This is something like a that I do. Yeah, I feel like you could get this at like the farmers market because they always have those little like booze cocktail tents at the farmers market. This is great. 
for like an 11 a.m. on a sunny day. It's a chill drink. This is a very reminiscent of like a green Jolly Rancher. I know that's supposed to be sour apple, but you know what? I bet those are probably more melon than anything. Yeah, or like almost watermelon, but just not quite. Mm. I don't know. I don't know where I'm ranking this exactly. How Um, many blue agaves are you going to get? How many blue agaves am I doing? Um, I'm going to go... See, and I don't I don't want my rating to say it's bad, but I think I'm going to go six and a half. It's not bad by any means, but it is not... It's low alcohol and kind of high sugar almost. Yeah, and so it's not something I'm ever really going to seek out, but this is would be this would be great for the pool party. This would be great for uh, this would just be, being outside in the heat. This would be mm-hmm. good for uh, the lunch at the pool, pool party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With or your like burger or something. The 4th of July barbecue I think would be good. Great you know what else? That. This is a great summertime drink. Let's say, you know, Arbor Day is coming up. So let's say you're out back planting some peaches, planting some cherries. Your uh, your lovely lady comes out with a tray of these instead of like that tray of lemonade. Oh, yeah. Come out with this. Yeah. This would be great if you've been mm-hmm. digging a hole all day. Oh, yeah. For sure. So where where are you ranking this, Brandon? Uh, come back to me. Go to right. Tina's. Tina's, yeah, Tina's, I haven't heard too much from you on this drink. What are you thinking? You know, I like it. I like it a lot. Like you say, it's a very good, like the summertime, you're at a pool event, you're at the beach, or you're at a like, family gathering, like a picnic or something like that. Um, so if I have to rate this drink, I'm going to go with, I'll get about a nine, nine out of ten. I like it. It's Damn. chill. I feel like it's very refreshing. It will cool me off. Something slight. I'm going to say 35 green turtle shells. I think it's just a little too sweet for me. I'll give it a seven because it's not bad. Six gonna, and a half is a little low. I'll give it a seven. I'm going to go ahead and give you the exchange rate. And okay. Mine is about six and a half um, blue agaves. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's 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 really good. I'd be happy with this. I don't know if I'd buy it at a bar, but if it's like if it's what's you know we're what? drinking today. I think I would buy it at a bar. Really? Yeah. Because I'm in this time of my life, I am looking for something a little different. I tell you what, if they had this at like up down, I would buy oh, it. Yeah. If I'm like in the Mario mood, I would buy it. But I'm not gonna like walk into Grizzlies and get this. No, 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 hundred percent. You're right. I agree with you. Ah, that's damn good. Final thoughts, just cool and refreshing. All right, everybody. So, like I had kind of mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we actually saw the Mario movie today, and we've been listening to this Mario music nonstop, and uh, it just had me thinking about a. Uh, old uh, N64 games. You know what I mean? Because that's primarily where I played all my mm-hmm. Mario. Right. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I tell you what, we're just starting off the game right away. We're pulling in, we're pulling the listeners in right off the bat here. Mario Kart? No. Yeah, well, no, that comes after the uh, right. after the episode. Brandon, we, we've played something similar to this game. And Tina's, no, we played one with you as well. We are going to guess the Nintendo 64 game based off the bad review. Oh, Jesus. So all of these are user reviews from Metacritic. I have eight here. I promise they are all N64 games. So don't think, like, is this a GameCube? Some people have, like, talked about, like, how it's aged. I'll, I'll give the name and the date. So if they're like, oh, on re-release, it's not good. Whatever. Okay. All right, so number one, Paxton Cron. Uh, this is from 2020. It was good with good atmosphere, but was ruined when the time mechanic was shoveled in. The time mechanic was shoveled in. They probably meant shoved in. Time travel, was uh, it, time uh, limits. Clash? What's the, what's the little... Clash of Clans? No, not that. Um, some Bandicoot game where he like spans to eat apples and all of that. He, like, mm, Crash Bandicoot. Bandicoot. He was a PlayStation character. That was PlayStation? Mm-hmm. I'll get two different... I don't know. 
All right. Well, Brandon, do you have any ideas? I'm just going to go with the original Mario because, like, people try to do, like, fast times on that. Oh, speed runs? Okay. Do you yeah. want to set – or do you have a second – Oh. Tina's, you got to come up with something because Crash ain't yeah, right. That's well, just uh, think of Nintendo and just take a jab. Wait, no, this is only N64, isn't N64. it? N64. Oh, I think this was on the Super Nintendo then, so that mine's wrong already. I mean, everyone does speed runs on all Mario's. Yeah. Okay. Tina's, anything? I got nothing, honestly. I can't think of it. Legend of Zelda, Majora's Mask. What time element? What? It, you only had three days before the moon fell into the earth, and then you would had to play the Ocarina of Time oh. to go back three days, and oh. you had to like oh. keep going back. And I see. All right. I was All right, a everybody. child uh, when I played that. Keep, keep score at home, everybody. I didn't own it. All either. right, this is by GD's Reviews. This is from 2022. This game has aged extremely badly. It has less than less than half of the original 151 Pokemon in it, and newer generations may not even get the film camera mechanics. Its original release year in 1999 was compounded by Gen 2 coming out and the digital cameras just starting to gain market traction in this time period. This game even new was starting to look dated and feels especially dated now. Um Pokemon Battle Stadium Tinas? I don't know if that's the exact name. I know it's Battle. It's Pokemon Battle Stadium is in the name. Um, But it's something Pokemon related, so I'm just going to go with something Pokemon. Because I don't know much Pokemon. I'm not going to give this one to either of you. Oh, eat Um, my asshole. It is Pokemon Snap. Yeah. I do not know that. You're on on rails and you take... Okay, because there was a video, like a picture element in... Pokemon no, that, that's Stadium fine, too. Brandon, but I'm just saying. But, you know, Tina's, when you say just I Pokemon, that's God, not specific enough I for me to, to give God, it to I swear to God, if you. the rest of these are obscure fucking games, Thomas, <laughs> I'm going to punch you right in the dick. You might not understand these, but I pick some of like, the most popular Nintendo 64 games. Who the fuck bought Pokemon Snap? I did. I didn't play any Pokemon games. You're the only one, Thomas, who bought Pokemon Snap, and you probably wrote the review. Thomas, go ahead. No. <laughs> Okay. People just don't get the element of the yeah. <laughs> the snapshots. Okay. All right. So next question here. By No Nostalgia, this review is from 2016. Let's take off the nostalgia glasses for a minute here and give this game a fair analysis. I'm willing to say that there's a lot about this game that is really good. Almost everything to be exact. Almost. So why is this game bad? One reason. The controls. The controls are so god-awful they make the game pretty much unplayable. The N64 controller was not meant to play shooters. If you want to play this game in all its glory, download the keyboard and mouse patch for it. Then you'll probably be able to play it the way all nostalgia blind people remember it. So let's think N64 shooters. If it's not, Tinez, we're going to beat his ass. Is it Goldeneye? Is it 007 Goldeneye? It is. Is? No, what were you going to say? Well, (laughs) I'm not going to say my or. Okay, yes, it was Goldeneye, so... I shouldn't have been like, yeah, I should have just let you there's spiral. There's more than one shooter. Oh, I know. And, well, and, that's uh, a hint. <laughs> no tricks. What do you mean no tricks? I just, there's so no tricks. tricks. Okay. Tricks are for kids. Nintendo Pones. This is from 2012. The model quality is just plain horrible with some PS1 games looking better. It has clunky controls and a bad camera also makes it really annoying. a really annoying sound when you move the camera. Most of the stars are tedious to get to, and they refuse the and they reuse the worlds 
parentheses, two ice worlds for God's sake. If you want a good 3D platformer on the N64, go play Banjo-Kazooie. I mean, it sounds like they're making fun of like some Mario game, but I don't know what Mario games were on the N64. Oh, Brandon. Other than like Mario Party or Kart. Tino's? And they said 3D, so it's not Paper Mario. So it's not Paper Mario. Um, I want to say, is it... I don't think it's Super Mario Bros, so I'm, I'm... Don't know. Take it, just guess anything. I need an entry for you. I'm, I'm going to go with uh, just Mario Bros, or Mario Galaxy, whatever it's called. I'm going to say Super Mario Bros, yeah. That's all I got. Super Mario 64. That's pretty fucking close right, to me. All right, fine. I'll give you a, I'll <laughs> give you a point five. Yeah. Point five. Point five. All right, we each get a half a point then. Close enough. You're like, I don't know any we're Mario this, we're games. We're in the right fucking this realm. Is, this is the, we, we the named most the characters. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know the name of the game. Okay. But we were right. All right, this is by Marcus E. from 2007. Gets old pretty quickly, and single-player mode is shallow and uninspired. Limited selection of characters, modes, and stages. I mean, based on that last little bit, the only thing I can think of is, like, Smash Bros., yeah, I just want to say that I'm gonna go with Smash Bros. You said multiple stages and characters you can select that's, and all that's of what that. I'm going with, yeah. It is Smash Brothers. Good job, gentlemen. About fucking time. Keep talking shit, okay. bro. Wait till I come up with a game. Okay. I'd like to see you try. <laughs> and I'd like to see you try not to pull out any tricks. You know how hard it was to not grab a trick for this one. There were so many that were so unbelievably vague. I was like, fucking got them, but I didn't do it. <laughs> All right. This is by Gabor A. Gabor. Gabora. Uh, This is from 2003. An unbelievably long scavenger hunt and nothing more. The equivalent of solving a puzzle in your house and having to look for the pieces. And look for the pieces. I'm getting like a Zelda vibe from that. Okay. Brandon? Yeah, that's the only one that could kind of fit into that. Banjo and Kazooie. Banjo-Kazooie. Never heard of that. Okay. I've heard of it, and I know what the characters look like. I don't think I've ever played it, though. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Ready for the next one, gentlemen? This is from Jacob Tizico. Tizico. Uh, this is from uh, February 14th, 2021. Happy Valentine's Day. Overly complicated shoot 'em up Nothing special. A bad remake of GoldenEye. And I will tell you this. It was made by Rare, the same people that made Banjo-Kazooie. I know that's not going to help you. That's why I gave you that hint. No, it doesn't. It's not the shoot 'em up game I was shoot thinking em up of. Game. So it is a shooter, but it's not Golden Eye. I'll, I'll tell you that. Hmm. I think I once you say it, I think I'll know it. But as of right now, no, I don't know it. Tinez, I have one in mind, but can't I, think of it. Uh, the name of it, Doom. Okay, uh, Thro- uh, throw me, throw me something. I'm Tinez. not going with. I don't know the name of it. What's the game called where he can like? Turn to a ball and he shoots like a beam over his hand. Uh, Samus, yeah, Samus. Yeah. That's a girl, but that's Metroid. But that's a lady. Yeah, Samus is a girl. Uh, no, that was Perfect Dark. Never. Never. Oh my god. Nope. Any, you know, he you're says lucky. No tricks, but he's no, picking out you, games that nobody's heard of. You're lucky <laughs> Never heard that of we that. only have like two listeners because these are all like N64 classics. Okay, classics. All right, last cool. one. I have two reviews for this one because I just. I, the first one is just funny, and then I think the second one is helpful to you guys. I almost did just this first one. It was This is by BS, or maybe they just named it BS, and this is from 2002. 
chick game, all-around sissy game, sissy challenges, and way more of a sissy price. Parentheses, the so-called hard mode can be beaten by a blindfolded chimp guaranteed. Okay? I have an idea already. Go ahead. What's your idea? Tomb Raider. Okay. All right, so the second review is by Michelle P. Uh, This is from 2003. After playing this game, I felt dot dot dot, well, cheated, annoyed, and 100% ticked off. I was hoping for an updated version that was better than the first two. Well, thank God I didn't buy this game. The first one was fun and had excellent music. The second one was fun, had excellent music, and was adventurous. The third one was none of these. What a disgrace to Nintendo. I'm just going to say Tomb Raider because I don't know at all. It's the third in the series. Okay, Tomb Raider 3. I'm lost over here. (laughs) Brandon. Okay, Tom. It has games. It has challenges. You got challenges on your phone? Mario Party 3, everybody. Brandon's over here supposed to be Mario Party aficionado. He beats us because he always wins the games and the (laughs) challenges. So nobody knew that shit. So tally him up, everybody. Um, We got one and a half. No, you guys got two and a half out of eight. Better than I thought we did. Rough stuff. I I guess I should study up on my... Nintendo games. Yeah, we did sorry better about on that, everybody. States. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. Uh, well, <laughs> so anyway, all right. Well, we were all N64 gamers. What kind of games did you play? Tina, as you had kind of mentioned uh, 007 earlier. That was, that was my game. I played that 24-7. I was, I was big on Majora's Mask. That was, one of, that was probably my favorite on the 64. Did you ever play any of that stuff? Anything on 64? So I had played a lot of that stuff. Stuff, but I only owned four games. Okay, Mario which, Kart. Okay. Um, I think it's called like Motocross 2000 Rally Race or something. Uh, cross Rally. There's some sort of like rally car racing game, and then uh, Wave Runner. I can just imagine Brandon being the kid. Where he's like, "Come over, I have video games, and it's all just racing games." And he's just like, check out this sick car, dude. I mean, and then we me, only, we only the have... kid that doesn't know cars, would be really embarrassed because the kid that did know cars, he's like, I got the fucking exhaust on this. I'm like, I don't know what any of that is. I mean, we only had the N64 until like the GameCube and Xbox came out, and we had those. Yeah. I already told that story. Yeah. Well, so what? What are? Uh, I and guess I wasn't what... allowed to play Doom. Even outside of maybe Nintendo, what were some of the childhood? M for mature. Look at me like that. Danielle's like, didn't play Doom, fucking. Loser. I could watch it be played, but I couldn't play it. Well, so that one. all right. Well, so even if we weren't big uh, N sixty four people, like what what were just like the big games of the childhood for you? Super Mario Sunshine. Love Super Mario Sunshine. You played that one, Tina's right? Yes, I have. Dope. Yes, I have. So underrated. Need for Speed. Need for Speed was good. Need for Speed Most Wanted. We talked about that earlier. That was really good. My Underground my, Two. My favorite game when I was younger was Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. An absolute banger. And then um, I had this like spy versus spy game. And I might have talked about this on the podcast already. But it was like a game. You know spy versus spy the comics strip? No. Really? Oh, no. it's like it's like this thing from Mad Magazine. And there's like two spies and they're always like trying to get each other. And What's like, a magazine? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but it's fun because you would like you could like go around you could just like go up and like shoot each other. Right. But the point of the game is to like you have to go 
there's like a story mode and then there's like the fighting each other mode but if you're all fighting against each other it's like you have to collect all of like the gadgets to win and it's like okay well i got like the radio i got the the disguise i got the whatever and so they were always in like the same like rooms and so what you could do is is you could go and to like oh i'm gonna go to this room to get the radio and then like i would like take it but then in the like uh the cabinet or the safe i got it from i'd put like the boxing glove on a spring Mm -hmm. and so if someone else went to get the radio they'd open it and it would like kill them and so it's constantly just like placing traps to like kill Mm. each other that way and so i i really like it how would you do this on the same tv Uh, how do you do anything on the same tv you were just like no stop looking at my screen (laughs) <laughs> we all screen cheated bro well i know exactly so it, it was i know tough. i have well it was tough but then sometimes you'd forget and sometimes you'd fall for your own trap oh but what was cool was is so if you die you get spawned in like your secret base which was just like a room in the like in the place you know and that's where you would like d- do your weapons and all that but if you got the disguise you could walk into other people's secret bases and like you could get a bucket of acid and you'd like put it on top of their door to their base so they would die they'd spawn in in their base and then when they would go to leave the bucket of acid would fall and then it would kill them again and that was just like a little like haha gotcha jesus what was this game rated it was like teen it's like for teen no but it was like all like cartoony you know what i mean and then uh simpsons hit and run an absolute bop of a game (laughs) it's like simpsons grand theft auto what about you, Tina? Is any big childhood games besides the GoldenEye? Besides GoldenEye, I can't think of the name, but what's the game where you uh, you have the teddy bears and the squirrels, and you like compete against each other like a huge out war with the teddy bears and the squirrels, and it was a very, very like a, a rated R game. I have no idea what the you're Conker's talking about. Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Something similar to that. I think that's what it's called. But you just know uh, you played as like a squirrel man. That's a, a squirrel and bears. And they, it's like a shooting game, and it's like a full out, out war. Yeah. I, I, I have to know. Is it Conquer Live and Reloaded? Did it look like this? Yes. Okay, so that's Conquer. Um, Conquer's Bad Fur Day, probably, and maybe Conquer Live and Reloaded. Um, yeah, Live and Reloaded. What the hell? That's just so weird, but I really like the Ratchet and Clank games. Um, one of my favorite Ratchet and Clank games was actually Ratchet Deadlocked, which gets a lot of hate for reasons that I don't understand. Um, is one of those a chicken? No. Some um, sort of bird? No, Ratchet is like a wombax. What's his sidekick? Clank is a robot. Oh. Uh, Banjo and Kazooie is like a bear, and then Kazooie's a bird. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're thinking of? I guess. Yeah, well, uh, but other than that, no no formative games for you guys? Mm-mm. No? All right, I guess I was the nerdy video game kid, too. That's fine. That's I played a lot, but... Same, I played a lot, but I only had, like, a select few that I always played, so... Yeah, all right. I played well, a lot fine. of that Hot Wheels game. All right. I rented that one a lot from Blockbuster. Yeah. Blockbuster? Yeah. They would let you rent movies. We went to the movies today. No, we didn't. And I thought it'd be fun maybe if we uh, talked a little bit about Mario. This is our first ever gen and movie review so segment of the show. So should they skip ahead now if well, they haven't let's seen do it a, let's do like it? a Let's do a non-spoilers, and then we'll head into spoilers. All right. So overall, so Tina's, good for now. 
Mm-hmm. T- Tina's, tell me, what, what, what was Mario about? Peaches, peaches, peaches. Oh, you already peaches. know. Do you want me to sing it for you, Thomas? Do you want me to sing it? Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna turn down a live performance. Let me sing it for you. Oh yeah. So we all know there was a wonderful song that came out for this movie. Very by none popular. other by Jack Black. But yeah. I'm gonna sing it for you if you don't know it. <laughs> it's called. It's by. It's Peaches. So the way it goes is. Mario, Luigi, and Donkey Kong too. A thousand Trooper Coopers gonna keep me from you. Peaches, 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 peaches. I'll always love you. Peaches by Tinez, now available on Spotify. Thank you. Emily's gonna be pissed, dude. She's the only one who sings on this podcast. Yeah. But no, so uh, so yeah, the Mario movie. It's about uh, Mario going to the Mushroom Kingdom, fighting alongside Peach to uh, fight Bowser and save his brother. It's a concise summary of the story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So without giving anything away, what? How did how did we feel about it? You guys liked it? Oh, I gave it ten out of ten. Really? I really liked it. I thought it was going to be. It was. Really it, was it. it was better better than I thought it would be. It wasn't funnier than I thought it would be. Um, I definitely have some problems with it, but that's going to have to be for spoilers. Okay. But um, one thing I really liked is I I think that the um, like the original score, like it was, they were kind of like the the mm-hmm. uh, not remade, but like they were like expansions of like the the Mario music. Yeah, it was it was undertones in the score of the. Movie. Yeah, my only problem with it though is some sometimes it was like really per, really well done, but there are sometimes where I was like, "Damn, I'm re- I'm really getting into this," and then the scene's over. Right. And I don't know, and I I I think this is like the Guardians of the Galaxy problem, but I think there's just too much licensed music in movies now. I will punch you in the face. Well, I mean, I just don't know if they're used at the right time. Like this is in the trailer, but I think Peach... the music in Guardians of the Galaxy is no, 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 no. In Guardians, it's good. Okay. But because Guardians did it, now uh, everyone is doing it. That's what I mean. Because no, the and music, I, I know, I know exactly the scene you're talking about, or the the two scenes that well, you're talking a, about. Yeah, there's a couple, and I know exactly what you're talking about, and I, I completely agree with what you're saying. Yeah, well, because Guardians of the Galaxy, all of that music is about like setting a mood and all of that. Right. Yeah. No. Some now they're starting to do it for no reason. Well, and so there's one part where they play like Mr. Blue Sky for like. A little bit, right? And then I'm like, well, that's like the Guardians 2 music. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, is it just because Chris Pratt is the voice? Also, the voice acting was better than I thought it would be. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. They they disappeared into the role. Yeah, it was was pretty good. Um, Because they did do the whole, like, mamma mia. They say that a couple times, but it's, like, not. And they, like, kind of make fun of the, the, the... classic mario voice in the beginning in a well, funny yeah, way imagine if you had to listen to that for two yeah hours. but it's it's like the italian brooklyn voice which i think was fitting but um with the music there's one part where they played i and this isn't a spoiler because it's in the trailer but it's like peach goes through the like obstacle course and she like does it and then um mario does it and he just has to like keep practicing and he's like ah, i'm ready but they're playing like i need a hero Right. But I feel like that's not what that's you do track. for the training <laughs> montage. You do that when you're, like, saving the day. Yeah. So, I don't know. It was dumb. Tina's overall, you're, what do you, no, overall, so. You, so 10 for you. Overall, it's a 10 for me. All right. Um, I was expecting everything, that's all. So, I liked it. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I'm going to get into spoilers now. 
the like the overall like the end of it was fine but the like ending sequence i did not like because so this is we're in spoilers everybody spoilers yeah. skip ahead just a few minutes but i probably more than a few minutes yeah probably more than a few minutes but my problem was the ending was a little too Avengers Endgame for me. Did you see Avengers Endgame? Yeah. Did you see it? Too? I know yeah. what you mean. I know yeah. what you mean. So, you know, Thanos comes out of the portal and then, like, into this world that he Because remember, Thanos, Thanos from the past comes to New York and he's like, I don't know where I am, but I'm going to fuck it up. Mm-hmm. And then he's over here just fucking whooping everybody. But then they get the magic rainbow star. It felt very like Iron Man getting the infinity gems, you know? But I don't... It just felt too... Ah... I've I've beaten you now, Mario. Mario's like, oh, I'm defeated, but I need to I need to stand up one last time. I think it was kind of a weak storyline, honestly. Well, yeah, it was a weak storyline, but the uh, I don't think you go uh, to Marvel to shed some no, tears. No, no, I'm talking about Mario. But I mean, like they kind of pulled something out of nothing because what is the story? Oh yeah, yeah, Mario? yeah. No, I get that. But I just I just thought the ending was a little too um, Avengers Endgame. I thought it was final cool battle that they started in like quote-unquote the real world oh yeah in brooklyn mm-hmm. i thought that was fun and then they ended up in and... the like fantasy world that was cool yeah i like that i thought that was good and it made sense because how is there going to be an italian plumber in the mushroom yeah, like, kingdom why are they italian plumbers yeah, yeah. But they're italian plumbers from brooklyn that ended up in the mushroom kingdom and then one part of this that was it was meant to be a feel-good moment but I found it troubling, and I said this to Danielle, because what are the greater implications here? In the beginning of the movie, the dad is like, oh, you're following a dream? You fucking loser? What was that? Right. You quit your you quit your good job because you and your brother, you want to be like happy being by yourselves? Why would you quit a good, good-paying good job? Just to, to follow, follow a dream. dream. Right. And then at the end, after Mario saves the world, he's like, ah, yes, son. You've done a good job. And he's oh. like, wow, thanks. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of a problem. And it's just like... It's problematic. What, what about the unconditional love? Mr. Mario's dad, I right? that's more a cultural thing, though. No, I know. It's also like a kid's movie that I'm overthinking. Well, I think that's important to note that it is a kid's movie. Oh, and yeah. The dude, dad's and the not kid... proud of them for dropping everything for their dream. Oh, and the kids in our theater were going, but damn, also, dude. But also... Their dream is being a plumber. Plumbers do make some pretty good money. Yeah, but they yeah. weren't. What's his name? Sebastian. They weren't working for that Sebastian guy anymore. What's his name? The comedian that voiced the Sebastian the Maniscalco. Yeah, the character's name is Spike. Oh my God! Uh oh. Yikes! Sun's down eleven in the second. Um, How dare you <laughs> check your phone during a podcast? Sorry, I, I come in here <laughs> to join your podcast for an episode, and you're looking at your phone to check I'm the sorry. sun. I don't care if it is Sun's Day in Arizona. Oh yeah, today uh, day of recording, April sixteenth, is known as Phoenix Sun's Day, and it's a Sunday when they did it. Um, okay, and then, uh, but overall, the, mo- the movie was fun. One thing I liked the uh, the Monkey Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Well, not monkey because they're gorillas, which is another problem I had. I'll get to that, too. <laughs> um, I liked their world. I wish it was a little more like Mad Max. Like, because some of them I were in like know. regular shirts and suits. I was like, I want them all to be in these yeah. like crazy, like tribal outfits and stuff. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Mm. You're not a Seth Rogen fan. No, I fucking hated that. Seth Rogen was the worst possible fucking choice Every for that. Every time he had his laugh, I laughed. 
Because it was funny. <laughs> fucking. Do you know, I wonder if his car gets broken into in the fucking uh, Donkey Kong kingdom. And he's like, no, Donkey Kong land is a great place to live. My car's been broken into 16 times and it's still good. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about either. Oh, some guy went on Twitter and was like, someone broke into my car. Damn, L.A. sucks. And Seth Rogen was like, uh, L.A. is the greatest place ever, you fucking idiot. I get my car broken into all the time. And if anything, it's a good thing or something stupid. Has to be a joke. No, it's not. Has to I'll bring be it up for you. It's real. It's because he's fucking deluded. And he is so annoying. He's not a good actor. He plays himself in every movie. <laughs> I enjoy him in movies. But also, and also, Cranky Kong is not his dad. Cranky Kong is his grandfather. <laughs> so, you know, I, ho- oh, I hope someone got fired for that blunder. Tell how you feel about that, Thomas. Oh, my God. No, how but Seth really Rogen was not a good choice for that. What's his name? Seth Rogen. <laughs> Tweet car. Okay, so we're going to get into this. So... <laughs> Okay, so this guy, what's his name? Casey Neistat says, So our cars got robbed this morning because Los Angeles is a crime-riddled third-world shithole of a city, but tremendous appreciation and gratitude to the hardworking officers at LAPD West LA, who not only arrested the motherfucker, but they also got all of our stolen good backs. Seth Rogen says, Dude, I lived here for over 20 years. You're nuts, haha. It's lovely here. Don't leave anything valuable in it. It's called living in a big city. Casey Neistat says, I can still be mad, though, right? I feel so violated. Seth Rogen says, you can be mad, I guess, but I don't personally view my car as an extension of myself, and I've never really felt violated any of the 15 or so times my car was broken into. Once a guy accidentally left a cool knife in my car, so if it keeps happening to you, you might get a little treat. (laughs) It's gotta be a joke. No, it was real. No, no, no. Just no, no. Well, Seth flies. Rogen is fucking stupid. I don't care if it was a joke or not. Like, but he's so deluded. Like, he no. But he's always joke. saying something stupid. Like, I guess he was talking about how like he doesn't have any kids, and he's like, I don't want to have kids because it doesn't look like fun. It's just like, okay, I don't think anyone's like, I think I would have a fun time. Yeah, I don't like, know. No, no, yeah. there are people out there that say. That well, no, shit. I know, but like. I don't know, just the whole way Seth Rogen like chooses to exist annoys me, and I try not to let him bother me, but his fucking laugh reminds me of every reason why I hate him. God, <laughs> I like him in two movies. I can't wait until he's in the new Barbie movie. He better not be. <laughs> if Genuinely, if Seth Rogen is in like that movie playing a, one of the Kens, I hope he fucking dies. Whoa. And here's the thing. He Whoa. Jesus. No, so Whoa. he not this in real no, life we, in the this movie. This is how you get out of self help on, yeah. <laughs> on the podcast. So he right produces here. The Boys, right? Great show. And he's in like two scenes of it and every time I'm like, "Why? Why do you have to put yourself in this?" And he also produces the show Invincible. Great show. But he voices one of these characters. And I'm like, "Why? Get out of this. Please." <laughs> He's so annoying. Oh, my God. If you could only kill one of them, him or Ryan Reynolds, which one? Oh, God. I'd probably kill Seth Rogen, honestly. Wait, you don't like Ryan Reynolds either? Tinez. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. What did Ryan Reynolds do to you, Thomas? Oh, my God. Tinez. He is a good actor. No, he is. First of all, no, he is not. <laughs> Just like Seth Rogen, he plays himself in every effing movie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Don't you guys... I'm gonna have well, an well, We're on this topic now. We're, what did Ryan Reynolds do? The aviation gin 
fucking sucks. He's like, I, well, first of all, he didn't even make it. He bought into it and then just put his name on it. And then he sold it for a bunch of money. So that's good, like marketing. But he's like, uh, I like a gin without the juniper. Juniper is what makes gin a gin, right? And then he plays his quirky little, he's good as Deadpool, but he plays his little, like, sarcastic meta character in every movie people are like oh he's so hot his mouth is too small it's weird <laughs> but it's also just like his sense of humor is funny if you're like an edgy 15 year old rick and morty fan <laughs> but it's just oh he is just so annoying you're so sour and he's just not a good actor you know he if he he used to be like if he was in your movie it used to be a bad thing have you seen blade three it's terrible they made a Blade it. 3? Yeah, and he's yeah. a big part of why it's uh, bad. see Blade 2. I mean, all the Blades are kind of goofy, but I just don't think he's very good. He's good as Deadpool, but you can't just play Deadpool in every movie. Yeah, you can. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, yeah, no, Seth Rogen, back to this movie. Oh, back to Seth Rogen. No, but Seth Rogen, I don't think his voice is good for Donkey Kong. Who would you want? Yeah, to be who, who would you? I don't want? know. I honestly, after he started talking, I spent the rest of the movie thinking about it. I don't know. Just some. I think someone maybe with a deeper voice, but I don't know. Just not him. No, Donkey Kong's goofy as hell, bro. I don't. That's I don't know. Goofy ass character. It has to be someone who's like goofy. You. They did. Our they kind of had a subtle. You could barely hear it, mm-hmm. but he did do his little like thing. Mm-hmm. It has to I was be somebody so, who I could was, make that same. I sound. was so distracted by how aggravating his character was, and then when they were, and then when they got eaten by the fish towards the end. Also, I really liked the uh, the driving bit. I for the yeah, most part, I nice. thought that was fun. And then um, like building the car and stuff. Yeah, I thought building the car was fun. Um, I and then when the, but so like that so uh, the bad guys they blow up Rainbow Road and they fall into the ocean and then Mario. And Donkey Kong get, like, eaten by this fish, and they're hanging out in the fish. And he's like, you're just a monkey that smashes things. He goes like, I do more than just smash things. First of all, Donkey Kong, you should have said, I'm not a monkey, I'm a gorilla. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, oh, God. Oh, I, I've, he's, it's so, you know that show on Hulu, Pam and Tommy? Oh, that show was so stupid. It, like, for it. one, it was a bad show full of bad acting. Didn't watch it. Don't. I mean, Sebastian Stan's not a bad actor, but that he was he played he was a bad actor in that show, and then Seth Rogen was so annoying in that show too. Oh my god, dude! Why? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sorry, all the listeners at home. I didn't mean for this. We don't bring up Seth Rogen no more. That was a pretty okay movie. No, the movie's fine, but he's not. Sounds like you're aggravated the whole time. No, just anytime he was on screen. But I liked Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong, but he's the grandfather. So you know the original Donkey Kong game? No. With, uh, all right, so you know in the beginning of the movie when they're in the pizza shop and it's like, it's a me, Super Mario plumbing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mamma mia. So we try to climb the ladders and dodge the Yeah, so barrels. that's Donkey Kong. And Mario, that's where Mario's first appearance was, but he was known as Jumpman. Oh, I saw Jumpman all over that. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Movie. Yeah. And so Jumpman was that arcade box. So that original Donkey Kong game, that's Cranky Kong. And then he has a son, and then that son has Donkey Kong. So that's like the lineage. Okay. Okay. Don't don't just okay me, Tinez. Okay. <laughs> I'm curious. But I don't know they, they where did the hell you found show this information. A, a quick glance. Because I know things, Brandon. A quick glance of Diddy Kong. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. What does he come into play? Is that isn't that like cousin or is that the brother of bro- Donkey Kong? Let's actually find out because did he because there's like these you know that uh Donkey Kong game. No. And the first one you play is Donkey Kong, and then in the second one you play is Diddy Kong, and then the third one you play is Diddy Kong's girlfriend. So I, let's see what their relation is. Diddy. P. P. Diddy. Kong. Donkey Kong is a gorilla, but Diddy Kong. Is a monkey. Is a monkey. Okay. Okay, so he is Donkey Kong's sidekick and best friend. So not and related. but Rare, not the game developer, first referred Diddy as DK's nephew in 1999 on their website. Hmm. But then, in November 1999, there was a manual for Donkey Kong 64, which called him Donkey's little nephew wannabe. But then the official cast for the game listed him as Donkey Kong's nephew. Oh my gosh! Guys, look look at the screen right now. But then now. he was later. Oh my gosh! What? Look at the screen right now. I think we've seen one of those today, but it wasn't Oh, my gosh, that's right. Um, it was a blue one. Yeah. And that, oh, yeah. So then when they were all in, um, so a little bit of our ambiance, we just have like <laughs> a, it's the, we just have like all the different like uh, advertisement frames of the different Mario games playing behind us. And one of them is from Super Mario Galaxy, where there's just like little uh, anthropomorphic star. And in the movie, when they were like being held prisoner by... Uh, um, Bowser. By Bowser. Bowser, there were like all the like the penguins from the beginning of the fight, and then there's also the, like this blue floating star who was like he had like this really positive tone of voice, but he's like, "Oh, I can't wait to be murdered and then just fall into the void. <laughs> then I don't have to live in constant suffering." My favorite part of the whole movie. Yeah, no, he was really was funny. The sad star. <laughs> the sad blue star. Yeah, no, that one was pretty good. But oh no, overall, I did like the movie. I would probably give the movie like a seven. Give the drink a seven and give the movie seven blue agaves. Wow. It wasn't a bad movie. It, w- it was fun and funny, but but like you said, it's kind of pulling nothing out of... No, pulling it's, it's pulling something, something out of nothing. nothing. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm, I'm very excited to see maybe where they take this. I think that, and uh, we kind of mentioned this earlier, where do they go from here? I think they should do a Luigi's Haunted Mansion movie. And then um, one of the post-credit sequences. There were two post-credit sequences. Post-credits sequences. What was the first one? Peaches. Peaches. Oh yeah, when uh, Bowser was all small. But then there's another one after the credits where a uh, Yoshi egg hatches underneath Brooklyn. So if they make another one, he's going to be there. But yeah, I think a Luigi Haunted Mansion movie. I don't know. What what do you what do you guys think they could go forward with? Well, I can see them slowly going to different islands um and mean new characters um like i said they're introducing yoshi so i can see them after that they probably could branch off and have like uh waluigi or war oh yeah 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 like going to some kind of like weird upside down Mm -hmm. world and meet their opposites Mm -hmm. um i said this i i said it like a minute ago where i was like man i wish the donkey kingdom donkey kong kingdom was like more mad max ish but i feel like you could make like a really cool mad max like tribal car racing movie mm-hmm. out of the donkey kong kingdom people i think that would be a lot of fun living in st louis everybody what do you think brandon what do you think is coming up in the the mario movie pipeline i was trying to look because i thought i saw something i think it, the next one's a luigi movie luigi charlie day did a pretty good job yeah um no all the voice acting most of the voice acting was good i should say 
What are you talking about? Donkey Kong's was the best. I hated him, dude. <laughs> but no, the the rest, the whole Donkey Kong thing was funny because they had this like, and uh, when they were like driving around on like the little when they first get there and they're driving around, I thought that was fun. And like I think the way they did the bananas was funny. Like this guy was like he ate a banana and threw a banana on the road, and then someone else who was driving he just saw it. And he's like, oh no, I'm going to die. So he hits the banana, spins out of control, and explodes. And then he just hits like a little hut and then just bursts into flames. It was pretty funny, but overall it was pretty good. I liked it. I would watch it again on streaming. I wouldn't go to the movies again for yeah. it, but I was just yeah. about to ask you that. But yeah, no, overall I think it was good. It definitely made me want to play Mario after that. Oh, for sure. Uh end of spoilers, so uh you can just tune in here now. But I do have some questions for us before we uh kind of wrap up the show. Mm-hmm. All right, so if you could only drink one alcoholic beverage for the rest of your life, what would it be? And I think, like, maybe we should go, like, what, what, uh, either, like, what kind of beer or, like, what kind of cocktail. Don't just be, like, anything tequila, like a specific beverage. Me, I'm a tequila guy, so. All right, well, do you have a, I I'll mean, go, if you say uh, tequila, my, that just means shots of tequila. With tequila mixed with, like, Sprite. That's my, my go-to. Tequila like Sprite? Okay. Tequila Sprite. Brandon? I really wanted to say Ward Eight, mm-hmm. but uh, Paloma. Yeah, because I'm doing. I've been doing a lot dude, of dude. That's your new thing. I'm glad we turned you on to that. But dude, those Ward Eights were good. I know. <sighs> what would I do? I don't know. A part of me thinks like, dude, just a, just a whiskey, a nice rye whiskey with ice. The Ward Eight is good, but like, is it so good? I would get sick of it. No. Uh, I could do Manhattans. You know what I'm gonna do? This is a basic answer. But there's no risk. Vodka, water, lemon, lime. I know what I'm getting. I'm never going to get like, like it doesn't give me the hangovers. It's not too sweet. It's not too, too much where I'm going to be like, man, I'm sick of all this fucking grenadine, you know? Well, that's why my Paloma is the zero sugar. (laughs) Yeah, no, the Paloma is a good choice. All right. So in one question, this was actually directed just towards me earlier today, but I feel like it'd be a fun thing to bring to the pod. So my friend works at a restaurant. He's trying to come up with some recipes. He's like, Thomas, you love avocados and making guac. I'm like, I hear you. And he's like, what's your recipe for avocado toast? Now, I know Tina's like some avocados. We were talking about that today. So what if you guys were going to make your dream avocado toast, how would you do it? Guacamole and spread it on toast. Okay. So I'll just get a fresh avocado. Then I sprinkle some all bagel seasoning on that. And Mm -hmm. that's how I eat my avocado toast. Just like that. First of all, guys, boring. For for what do you mean boring? Do you know how you know? Do you know how to make guacamole? Yeah, I make the best guac you've ever had in your fucking life. Then say it. Say how you make guacamole. No, but I'm not making guac for my avocado toast. Why? Because it's my whole thing for the avocado toast. My guac is reserved for guac guac activities. So my avocado toast. I'm getting bread. I'm toasting it. Right. Boring. And then I. <laughs> I will get my – sorry, so I toast it, right. and then I cut a piece of garlic in half. Okay? Garlic. Garlic. And I scrape that cut end of garlic on the toasty part of the toast. So you get like a nice like, – you scrape the garlic to get like a little bit of garlic essence in there, right? Lay your things of avocado, and then you put a nice thick slice of like a beefsteak tomato, salt, pepper, maybe put like an egg on top, maybe if you want that, and then just top it with some red chili flakes. Now that's some avocado toast. It's so nearly guacamole. No, it's sliced avocado. Whatever. Thanks for asking, Thomas. Yeah, I, w- I, w- I would love to hear yours, Danielle. <laughs> My avocado toast is probably the best. 
Um, so you get a toast. You get you get a <laughs> you get a bread and you, you toast get one it. toast. Um, and then you put your avocado on, like you slice it up. I use the oh, what is it called? Is it just the everything bagel seasoning? Yeah, everything Every, but the bagel. Everything but the bagel seasoning, and then feta cheese. Ooh, some feta cheese would feta be so cheese. good. You get to put an egg on top, an over easy egg, because the like runniness makes mm-hmm. it like kind of saucy. And then sometimes if you're into hot sauce, you can put a good hot sauce on it too. Let me throw an alternative at you with the egg hot sauce, okay? I saw this on TikTok, mm-hmm. which, you know, I just fucking hate seeing things on TikTok, but this is actually really good. It's cured egg yolks and hot sauce. You get like a Tupperware, fill it with egg yolks. Pour your favorite hot sauce over it, leave it in the fridge for a week, mm-hmm. and the vinegar like cooks it right, and you get these kind of like jammy uh, egg yolks, yeah. right? Stir those up, put that on your toast, and then your avocado and everything else. You get your hot sauce eggs on there. That's Ooh, what I would do as an sounds, adjustment to mine. That sounds really good. Yeah, I still think my avocado toast would win out of the four. No, that's list. fine. I mean, it's, it certainly beat theirs. Out of the four listed, it for sure made the top two without a question. <laughs> It was not hard to break into the top of those. <laughs> but um, I guess one last question for us today. Mm-hmm. What uh, What's your favorite Mario game? Anyth- anything Mario related. I'm a Mario Kart person. Mario Kart. Do you have a favorite Mario Kart? Uh, I'm currently playing Mario uh, 8, Deluxe 8. Is yeah, the one with the, where you can like go upside down and stuff. Uh-huh. I love that. I love that one. I really liked Mario Kart Double Dash on the GameCube because you just you could pick two characters. That and it didn't do anything. Like you just had two people in the thing, and you could mix and match. You could have like Bowser and Yoshi, or Baby Luigi and Wario. Like it's just any mishmash that you want. But what about you, Danielle? Um, Mario Kart on. So growing up, we played it on the Wii, me and my sister. But then now I play it on the Nintendo Switch, and Toad is my go-to character. You're a toad gal? I'm a toad gal. All right. And we already know that Brandon's going to say, what's that stupid game? Mario Party? Yeah, Mario Party. When he wins, it's his favorite game. But we'll let him speak for himself. Yeah, favorite Mario Party. Are we still on avocado toast? No, this is your favorite. question. Okay, you can ask your avocado toast question, but we've moved on. At what point does it become an egg sandwich? You can't put an egg on avocado toast. It's no longer avocado toast. It's an open-faced I, egg sandwich. Not firm disagree, but... You're putting protein on it. It changes the whole dynamic. Avocados already have protein. You have grilled cheese, and you put ham on it. It's ham, gr- ham and grilled cheese. Okay. You can put an egg on avocado toast and call it avocado toast. I can put egg on ramen, and it's still ramen. It's not a fucking open-faced egg soup sandwich. Totally different, because a lot of ramen traditionally has... Egg on it. Burn, I'm going to be honest with you. I have not overthought it to the degree that you have. <laughs> I had time. Went peed. So, favorite what? Mario game. Favorite Mario game. Tina says Mario uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Um, Danielle said, what was yours? Mario, what was it? Were you toad? Mario Kart. Whatever, whatever the racing one is. You're both Mario Kart. Okay. Yeah. Super Mario Sunshine. Super Mario Sunshine, really? Not Mario Party? No. Oh, we were, that's what we were guessing you were. Um, I really like Super Mario Sunshine. My most nostalgic memories are Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door. But I think like my favorite one hmm, 
you know, just uh, to be a little different, I think I'm going to go with Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. It's not the best Paper Mario game, but it's the one I can, like, go back to and have the most fun. Because, like, Super Mario Super Mario Brothers 3 is great, all those old school ones, but I don't know if I just love that, like, side-to-side platforming as much anymore. I get it. Because um, some of those levels in the end got so effing hard, and that was all just muscle memory. Like, I can't play those and just have fun. I play those and, like, hate myself because I keep losing at the same little... Right, Koopa Goomba plant thing killing me. Yep. I well, I, you know, oh, one one real quick thing. I thought a lot of the visual gags in the Mario movie were really funny with the Koopas. Yeah, because like they would get hit and just go into their shell. Yeah, yeah, super and then, cool. And then, and then, well, and then in the racing scene, they'd pick them up and throw them. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that whole blue shell. I don't know how I feel about that one. But oh, um, there was one where they're, like, all seated in this place, and this guy, like, sits down. The big bomb. Yeah. King and he, bomb. Yeah, and he hits one of the Goomba, Koopas, and so the Koopa just starts bouncing between <laughs> and him the and pew. the edge of the chair. Yeah, and he's yeah, just yeah. going back and forth, and then he has to, like, grab him to stop him. And I, I just thought a lot of the Koopa visual gags were fun. Yeah. I love the bony guys that they had. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Overall, pretty good. Um, all right, but anyway, I think uh, I think that kind of wraps up the show for today. We talked a little bit of games. We talked a little bit of movies. We talked a little bit about mm-hmm. boozy drinks. Uh, Tinez, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Tinez, capital T-I-N-E-Z, underscore 2014. Okay, Brandon? At Brandon Churchill on YouTube, Brandon underscore Churchill underscore 95 on Instagram, Brandon Churchill without the U and Churchill on Twitter. All right, and then as for me. Find me in the streets. Uh, as for me, you can find me on Instagram at Capt Cool Kid. That is C A P T Cool Kid, as well as Bad Boy of Botany. Uh, you can find the show on Instagram at Jen and Thomas Podcast, uh, and we are also on YouTube and Twitter at Jen and Thomas Pod. If you wanted to find us, and then uh, we are also found on all of your favorite platforming, or uh, uh, we are also available on all of your uh, you know podcast platforms of choice. Uh, if you're able to listen to us right now we're wherever you're listening so but if there is somewhere that you would like to listen that you can't find us please let us know and i'll uh, do my best to get us on there what, what, what's left to say go see the movie go play the games go uh i don't know go out and drink responsibly go out and share a drink with friends you know uh don't drink alone drink with us you know uh don't drink and do- drive don't drink, drink and, and con a boat, boat. Uh, you know and you know how we like to close it out here uh be safe be kind and good night. Beedle, beedle, beedle.